Hi folks, how are we doing? Uh, Matt Harmsworth here, host of the Ask the R podcast. Before we jump into today's subject, I'd just like to ask you a little favour. Um, if you get any value whatsoever from this series, please do drop us a quick review as it makes a massive difference to how people find us, meaning that we can help more people just like you get their planning back on track. So it's been a hectic few months, uh, had staff out all over the UK, helping people get their planning back on track, both with tree surveys and ecology. And it's meant that I haven't had a lot of time to, uh, to dive into this. But the great news is we've now got a huge bank of uh, subjects <laughs> that we can take forwards and hopefully clear some bits and bobs up for you. So today I want to talk about the differences between a tree survey and a impact assessment or an arboricultural impact assessment. So there's a huge difference between the two and it's very very clearly defined in the British standard but unlike a lot of consultancies we realise that actually all you really care about is uh, getting your planning consent and you're not really interested in the minutiae of tree surveys, ecological surveys, and how that all works. So with that being said, I thought I'd take a moment just to explain the difference between a tree survey and, uh, and an impact assessment. And this is all off the back of uh, a lady down in Edinburgh, who we're going to call Susie, who emailed in to us last week, uh, and she's been let down. And I'll get on to that in a moment. But first off, the difference between a tree survey and an impact assessment. So a tree survey is very much a asset register of exactly what is sitting on site. And if you go back through the podcast, you'll find one in there somewhere where I talk about the arboricultural data tables and the sort of information that is uh, collected on site to inform the tree survey. But the tree survey basically tells you as the client and more importantly your architect, your planning consultant, your design team exactly what is on site. The quality ratings of these those trees, the size and spread of the trees, the below ground constraints, so the root mass, where the root mass is likely to be and also the above ground constraints. So think the crown of the tree, the branches of the tree. Um, and that's important because you need to think about things like site access and egress. At a very simple level if you've got low branches from trees extending out the driveway and the existing house is a little bungalow that you're looking to demolish and build a you know five bedroom detached house with a double garage how are you going to get deliveries to that site if you've got an avenue of trees or you've got a, a number of trees that have got low branches so all that information is collected and that forms the tree survey so the tree survey itself is formed of the arboricultural data tables, which I was talking about just there. And do go back and have a look for that podcast. I might put a link uh, below. So you've got the data tables, which is the asset register, and then you've got a covering report, which talks about the quality of those trees and what you're likely to be able to do uh, in terms of planning at that site. Now, although we're on your side, we have to remain impartial and totally subjective. There's no point us... Uh, downgrading trees when they're clearly a very high quality so you'll be able to see in one of the outputs from this tree survey something called a tree constraints plan which will graphically show the trees plotted on uh, 
an OS base plan or a topographical survey if you've got one. That always makes life easier. Um, and you'll see on those on that plan exactly what you've got to play with in terms of room and space and what trees can be removed to facilitate development and which trees absolutely must be retained. Um, the default position in the British standard is always that trees should be retained. So that's just something to bear in mind if you've got a heavily constrained site. It's very important to get this tree survey done early on. Now, the impact assessment follows on from that. So once you've got the tree survey, we'll have a conversation with you. It is, after all, a consultancy arrangement. We'll have a chat with you. We'll talk through your plans. We will help you work out exactly what you can and can't do with that site and how you can get your planning consent for that particular site. If you listen to us and you get things done in the right stage, we'll guarantee that you'll get your planning consent. Um, now, where it all goes wrong is if you skip that stage, you get your plans developed. You then come to us and say, well, the local planning authorities asked us for a tree survey and an impact assessment. You've already got firm plans in, pl in place. That can lead to a lot of heartache. And when the rubber hits the road, it really does make sense to get the tree survey done early and up front. So what is an impact assessment? Well, it's exactly that. Once we've got the tree survey and we've got that information, we cross-reference that with your proposals and we take a, a very objective view <clears throat> of exactly what effect your project will have on the trees and what effect the trees will have on your proposals. So, for instance, if you're constructing a wraparound extension and you've got a couple of trees in the back garden, will, through the construction phase of that, your foundations impact the trees? Uh, that's one way of looking at it. And then moving beyond that, we would also be looking at whether, although the foundations of your extension might miss those trees, moving forwards into the future, are they, is your extension likely to put pressure on those trees for unsympathetic pruning because the branches hang over it, you're getting sap um, and mess and seeds dropping into the gutters and onto the glass on the conservatory or something is that proposal going to put uh, pressure on the trees in the future and they're all the kind of things that your local authority tree officer will be will be looking at so we carry out the impact assessment and then there's a further stage moving moving from that but if you haven't got a robust tree survey and you haven't got a robust impact assessment the local authority cannot fully assess whether the proposal can go ahead without damaging trees. And most local policy um, has written in there somewhere that they have a duty of care to ensure green infrastructure is uh, is protected, which takes me right the way round back to, back to Susie. So Susie got in contact with us asking for help with the tree survey. And the reason she did that, she's based down in Edinburgh, and they were trying to put an extension on their property. They realised that this big lime tree was going to be a constraint so they got a a boricultural consultant in to uh, work with them, and uh, they met uh, met informally initially on site, had a discussion. They produced what they thought was a tree survey, or the consultant produced what they thought was a tree survey to send in um, to support their planning permission. And they hit a roadblock in that the local authority said that there just wasn't enough information there for them to assess the proposals, which I thought was kind of strange. So I asked them to send me across the report, which I did. Uh, they sent me across the report. I had a look at it. And the tree survey is uh, robust. Uh, all the information that you would expect is within there. However, the impact assessment was just three lines, which basically said that their proposals 
was going to impact the RPA of this line, and that was that. So there was just three lines. So I had a look at it, and I said, look, I don't like to criticise anybody else, and I'm not criticising them because you don't know what the history is there with the with the client relationship. However, um, what you've got there is obviously not sufficient for the local authority to assess whether you can do this without damaging this protected lime tree. And what you kind of need, really, is a full arboricultural impact assessment and probably a method statement and a tree protection plan as well. So that's kind of where we've left that one at the moment. I'm sure we'll be going down there to uh, to give them a hand. So that's kind of wrapping it up for today. Um, this is probably going to feed into another episode that we're going to do about uh, buying land without planning consent and how that can be quite a dangerous gamble if you haven't got all the information you need in hand before you purchase the land. So watch out for that one. So there we go. Um, thanks a lot for listening. I hope that's been helpful. Have an awesome day. And remember, trees first, not last. Catch you on the next one. You've been listening to Ask the Arb. Your host was Matt Harmsworth. To get your planning back on track, the next logical step is to go to www.go-roavr.co.uk right now and get your instant quote today.